The views expressed on The Pickleball Show are not necessarily those of the USAPA. The Pickleball Show is the official podcast of the USAPA dedicated to growing the sport of pickleball around the country. Show your support and become a USAPA member today. Visit USAPA.org. From Bainbridge Island to the Villages. Pickleball is one of the fastest growing sports in America. Buckeye to Abbotsford. Time out, baby, yeah! St. George to Rochester and all points in between. If you've heard of pickleball or you already play it, then you know. This is the Pickleball Show. This is Coach Ball from PickleballCoach.com. And here's the host of the Pickleball Show, Chris Allen. Thank you, Coach Mo, and welcome to the show dedicated to helping you play better pickleball while having even more fun and meeting new friends who share your passion for this great sport. My name is Chris Allen, joining you today from Asheville, North Carolina. Wow, what a Nationals it was this past week. Incredible play watching the live stream. Boy, you're so thankful for the live stream, but it just makes you want to be there that much more. But uh, fortunately, I am with three people today who were there and were able to witness it all in person from Third Shot Sports up in Collingwood, Ontario, Canada. It's Mark Renison. Hey, Mark. Hello, Chris. Thank you for joining me today. Also, Brigham, Utah. We're going to go out and talk with Director of Competition for the USAPA, Christine Barksdale. Hey, Christine. Hello there. I'm happy to be here today. Thank you so much and always happy to have from PickleballTournaments.com, the one and only hardest working person in pickleball, Melissa McCurley. Melissa, how are you today in Arizona? Oh, I'm fine, Chris. Just waking up from my nap. (laughs) (laughs) A well-deserved one, I'm sure. You were going like gangbusters, as always, for Nationals. Nothing but rave reviews once again. Everybody said it was just running like clockwork, and uh, all the thanks go to you and Greg and PickleballTournaments.com, that amazing software that if you are running a tournament, doesn't have to be Nationals, doesn't have to be Regionals. Even a small tournament, you can definitely benefit from PickleballTournaments.com and the expertise of Melissa McCurley. Well, it certainly is a great software tool, Chris, but I got to make sure that the credit for using the software goes to the people and the processes behind it. And those people and processes, certainly for the Nationals, was the team of the USAPA and the Palm Creek Pickleball Club and all the volunteers that were around making that a successful event. And uh, I would say success at actually very much was a lot of rave reviews so look forward to kicking that around with the team of folks that are here on the show today well and they're always without you they would remain unsung heroes but you're always the first to sing their praises the volunteers at at any of these events and uh, i know that uh, they they really are the lifeblood of a tournament you know i completely agree with that chris and and there's a you know while there's so many fantastic volunteers as melissa's already mentioned the group that really stands out to me right now and I don't know how many of you all, you know, how many players visited the first aid tent this year, but they had, you know, just an amazing staff. And I know, and and talking to Marge, she's the director of that group, they actually had in one day 106 cases come to them, whether they were on the court or whether they were there. They were helping with just an amazing number. That's what, what, 20, I'm doing the math in my head, 26 courts worth of injured players. 
players. Right? <laughs> you have 106 yeah, of them. One day, 106 cases. You know, some wow. of them were simple and small, but still, that's 106 people visiting our first aid tent. Yeah. So many players probably saw them. They were out spritzing people, even with water during the day. So. Well, that's the thing, too, I learned. Because not only does it help the person that's there, but it helps everybody else when they're playing. They think, all right, I can go ahead and play full out and play at 110% because I, I can see that it, obviously if I do something, if I run into the fence, I know there's somebody there to, to help me. And so uh, it just gives you that peace of mind in addition to the uh, the physical help. There's some mental help to go along with that. <laughs> yes. Can't sing enough praises about, you know, of course, everybody, but the volunteers at the first aid to amazing people. Now, Christine, when we talked to you a couple of weeks ago, uh, you were going to try to wear both hats. You were going to be one of the top players and also be director of competition for the USAPA and sort of be there in official capacity as well. How did that go for you? Were you able to to do both uh, up to your level of satisfaction? You know, that's a great question. I uh, actually, yeah, you know, I feel okay with how the week went. My days were extremely long and I'm noticing I'm getting older and older because it's taken me several days to recover from this event. Um, but, you know, I felt like when I was on the court, I was able to focus on pickleball and play pickleball. And I felt when I was off the court, I was able to, you know, assist the volunteers and the tournament directors, try not to get in their way. Um, but really help out. Uh, I had the good fortune of doing a little bit of announcing and, uh, you know, had a great time doing that as well. So am I exhausted? Could I do it again? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, don't ask me now. Ask me ask me a month from now and I'll be recharged right? enough to, to be able to do it. <laughs> I heard some of your uh, your work behind the mic and uh, you were great. Everybody was. I had uh, texted Brian Staub and told him that he did a great job behind the scenes and behind the mic uh, because he was putting together the, the talent pool uh, for doing the color commentary and everything on the matches. And uh, it was just great hearing from from so many different people getting a lot of unique perspectives as the matches were going on. Brian did a, a great job too uh, as the main color commentator. And uh, him and Matt together were just awesome. Uh, they were just, Matt, Brian and Matt Staub uh, were just feeding off of each other. And uh, and it was great to hear them together also. Well, I'm glad. I, I'm glad that worked out for you and that you felt like you were able to, to wear both hats successfully. Chris, Chris, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but I think we should acknowledge here, as well as running an amazing tournament, Christine didn't just play in the tournament and compete. She medaled, right? She won a, a silver medal in the women's 35, which is no small feat. And also gold in the mixed 35. So sounds like this. she's not as old as she just said. She's just got a lot of energy <laughs> bottled up that she didn't realize was in that bottle is what I think. <laughs> well, I'm feeling a little bit old yesterday when I, like you, napped almost all day. <laughs> that's tough. That's one of the toughest things. There's That's something I struggle with just in a lot of... Uh, aspects of life there was an old uh, zen saying or philosophy that uh it, how did it go when you're when you're in the hammock be in the hammock and when you're mending the fence mend the fence that's something that i always struggle with because you know like most people you know when you're in the hammock you're thinking ah, i should be i should be fixing the fence but then when you're fixing the fence you think man i'd much rather be in the hammock but uh it sounds like you're more a lot more mentally disciplined
disciplined than I am. And you were able to be on the court and be focused. We'll see. Next year might be a whole new challenge. (laughs) Weather seemed to be good every day. I know that last year, I think Sunday was a problem, but every other day was nice. Uh, This year, was it just great weather across the board, Melissa? No, outside of the wind. The wind was just awful for probably three of the days, if I remember correctly, uh, especially in the middle of the day, some really big wind gusts that came along. But uh, other than that, I mean, temperatures and all were certainly just perfect uh, all week long. Mm -hmm. Have they already announced the dates for next year? It was announced today. Um, All the players who participated in Nationals received an email today announcing the dates for next year and uh, and announcing also that they'll be back at Palm Creek in Casa Grande November 4th through the 12th. All right. Well, mark your calendars. You already have a date there. You can lock it in on your uh, calendar on your computer or your phone. It'll be November 4th through the 12th, and that will be the 2017 Nationals 9. Now, Mark Renison, how did you do uh, playing wise? I know that you were there kind of in a combo capacity as well. You're, uh, you know, one of North America's top coaches. So you were there as a coach and an observer, I think, first and then as a player also. Were you happy with your play? Yeah, I, you know, if I had to rate it, I'd give myself a, give myself a 7.2 out of 10. Uh-huh. I've realized that if I'm really going to compete with these guys, and not even with the top guys, if I'm really going to compete with that sort of that middle ground, that upper middle ground in the 5-0 groups, I need to commit a fair bit of time leading up to the tournament. I mean, here in Collingwood, you know, we've got a great pickleball community, but there's not there's not many 5-0 players up here. So, um, so I, I go in with muted expectations, but I'm always eager to to watch the best players play. Any other kind of uh, strategy breakthroughs that you witnessed, Mark, uh, throughout the week? Anything where the the game is evolving to that uh, was different from last year when you played? Well, you know, I, I wrote an article, I just published it this morning called um, Head, Heart, and Feet. Yeah, and, I um, read that. I like that. Yeah. And sort of what I observed was sort of how prominent these things were. And, and this was stolen from what I thought had been attributed to the Spanish Tennis Association. But nevertheless, um, head, heart, and feet, this idea that that those are the three things that matter the most. How how you think on the court, the decisions you make, how disciplined you are, how patient you are, how mentally tough you are. That's really one of the things that separates levels of player. The heart is this belief that you can win, right? Even if you're down, and, and there are lots of times in matches that you saw players that were well back, well down in the game, and then they found a way to s- scrape a few points together. But there's always kind of that belief that they would win and that sort of intensity that went along with that. And then finally, uh, the feet. And I'll say this time and time again, how well you move on the court is a major factor in how well you're going to play. You could see it whether it was anyone, any of the top players, and it didn't even have to be in the open category, right? You'd see some of the some of the age group players mm-hmm. um, just doing everything they could to get balls back there, um, not letting that ball bounce twice. So yeah. I think it was really the head, heart, and the feet that really stood out for me as separating the levels of player. Yeah, and I've got no excuse because I, I get so lazy so quickly in terms of footwork, and I just want to stand there until I absolutely have to move. I read your article, the Head, Heart, and Feet article, and then you had a link in there that clicked over to Pickleball Channel with the 11 jaw-dropping moments uh, from uh, from one of the matches. And I'm, I'm sitting there watching Wes Gabrielson, and it's like, you know, I mean, Sarah 
Ansbury said, you know, this guy's got size 15 shoes. You know, he's a, he's a big guy like I am. And if he, I'm watching him move and he's constantly moving. And I'm thinking, no, you know what? If, if Wes is moving like that, I got no excuse, you know, not to, not to be moving all the time. So I'm going to have to just rededicate myself to just getting more nimble and always moving always. Cause he was always shifting his weight, always moving. He was just ready for anything. And yeah, you uh, know what? I, I often think that some of this comes down to, and I think you'll hear this from a lot of the a lot of the top players, and I'm sure Melissa and Christine would agree that it is terrible watching that ball bounce for a second time, right? Like yeah. I don't mind if I I don't mind if I miss a shot. I don't mind if I put the ball back in play and and then they they put it away. But to watch that second bounce happen is just it's just brutal. And I think that's often what motivates a lot of the players. I mean, we saw players full out diving on the hard courts, right? Ooh, that was yeah. something I haven't seen. And Brian and I, when we were calling the match, Brian Staub and I, he said he'd, he'd never seen that. He'd never seen someone dive as full out as Ty McGuffin did in that final match against uh, Russ Pensky. Mm-hmm. And I mean, his, his looked pretty, pretty good. I know I, you know, and, and Mark, I can't wait to see the video, Chris, that he has, but uh, I too did not <laughs> want to see a second bounce on a ball. And so I went for it. I was all in. And I dough for it. The only thing that happened was my head into the fence um, and on my back and a bunch of people hollering, call medical, call medical. I was like, like, listen, I'm fine. I don't need medical. You know, I can get up. I'm good to go here. Well, it was so funny because I had, I had been taping um, part of this match, right? That's why I go, I do, I I record matches and break them down. And, and I was taping uh, Melissa and and her partner and they were playing against two really strong women. I thought, oh, there's going to be some good stuff here. And next thing I know, one of the women hit this little angle that touched off the top of the net and came almost like horizontally towards the fence. And next thing I know, Melissa's crashing head first and she's on the ground and the women come over to check on her. And all she says, did I make it? Did I make it? Did it go in? And, uh, it was, it was great. So yeah, I've been putting together a nice, uh, a nice little set of clips from Melissa. Yeah, that's... Maybe, maybe a birthday present. I'll send her that one. Oh, there you go. I'm sure it wasn't pretty, Chris. And no, it did not go in. I guess it rolled under the net, but oh. hey, the girl gave it a go. That's when you know you're truly addicted when it's like, I'll check for blood in a minute. First things first, though, was it successful? Did it go in? That's the number right. one priority. What about you, Christine? What uh, Did you see anything new uh, in the in the people you were facing off with uh, that uh, maybe you didn't, you haven't seen uh, you know, in, in uh, nationals prior to this one? You know, I think the the newest thing that really that we've that we've come across is you know the team. I think of Lucy and Matt, where they do very very little dinking. They depend you know on their drives extensively, and so they were fifth shot drop nothing. They were probably maybe the thirteenth shot drop because <laughs> um, they would <laughs> they would drive 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 and drive again to test those waters out a little longer. I think you know, and they definitely can dink, but they in the day I know that we were. A, up against them, you know. Once they had the wind behind them, there's just so much topspin on their shots that, mm-hmm. uh, for me, just that was unusual. Because generally, you see mixed doubles end up in a kind of a dink rally with the women, you know. And even right. in the finals or whatever, that's generally what you see. But they were certainly, you know, determined to uh, power through it and 
through a lot of things they did. What did you guys see equipment-wise? Anything uh, anything new on the horizon? Some, because a, a, a lot of uh, companies use Nationals as the place to debut either a new paddle or a new piece of equipment. Um, I know that everybody uh, got one of the new Paddletech balls in their bag. Uh, when I talked to you, when you and I were talking last week, Mark, you said you hadn't had a chance to hit with it yet. Did you get a chance to hit with it? You know what? It is still sitting nicely in my bag alongside my dirty laundry waiting to be washed. Uh, it's there. It, she's shiny. She's ready to go. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. I'm just working myself up to it. What about you, Christine? Did you get a chance to try out the new Paddletech ball? Um, yeah, I have played with that ball. And that ball is actually co-branded by Paddletech with a company called Pure Ball. It's the P7. And that's a company actually manufacturing those in St. George, Utah. Okay. Um, but I did play with that ball yesterday for a few games. I like the ball. It's a, it is a cross between um, the you know Onyx Pure Two and the Duraball. It's a little bit of a cross. It was a little windy, um, and I think it, it held up to the wind pretty well. For me, it takes me a couple of weeks of adjustment. So I was pretty used to the Duraball being you know a heavier ball, mm-hmm. feels fairly solid off the paddle. This ball to me was a, a a pretty good difference. It felt a little lighter off the paddle. Um, I can see where there's going to be a lot of, you know, neighborhoods or subdivisions like it because it is quieter. So it'll be interesting to see how well the ball was received. But yeah, I played a couple of games with it just last night. Okay. And it's just different. You said the company, it's a it's a partnership between Paddletech and then a company called Pure? Called Pure Pickleball. Oh, okay. Boy, that's not going to create any confusion, is it? <laughs> right? <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, so, but it's not the, it's not the Onyx Pure. This is a different one. Right. It's actually, gotcha. it's just the company name is Pure Pickleball and the name of the ball is actually the P7. Okay. So being a co-branded, of course, with Paddletech helping with, um, you know, the marketing and, and del- delivery piece of that. Right. Okay. Well, we will see. I'm sure they'll make their way over here to North Carolina pretty soon. And uh, yeah, we'll check them out and see. What what color is it? Is it uh, just the yellow or green or what is it? It's green. Mm-hmm. That new, very popular color. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Mark? Anything jump out at you? Well, I do think um, Christine is right when she's talking about Matt Wright and Lucy Kovaleva. It's how much, how much power players can create. And granted, much of it comes from from their body and their technique and that sort of thing. But, but the paddles are definitely doing part of the work there. Do you think that uh, we've, we've pretty much, I mean, everything's just getting kind of maxed out in terms of roughness and in terms of you know, all the energy that you can put into a paddle? Are we pretty much at the point now where we need to start kind of easing off and putting the brakes on a little bit? You know what? You ask 50 people, I think you'll get 50, <laughs> 50 different kinds of answers. Um, I frankly like uh, seeing the game speed up. I think it makes it exciting and interesting. I think there's still uh, a big space for that softer game, that more that more finesse style of game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's still room for that. But, you know, I know that there's people out there who are, are maybe more in the traditionalist camp who who say, no, what I like about pickleball primarily is this soft game and the dinking and the and the waiting. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm on the side where I like seeing where it's going, but I realize not everyone's in that camp. Well, we will see. Now, one thing that I know, Christine, the USAPA has to be happy with is the turnout uh, this year in the junior division. Lots of younger players and, and really formidable younger players as well. Uh, it seems like at this Nationals, more than any other year past. We're very excited excited about the you know the 
level of really the level of talent and the variety of talent. There are some new young kids out there. And then, you know, some juniors, we saw, you know, Marson's son participate. Even cuter, we saw Marson's younger son, I think he's eight years old, stand over with a pickleball paddle and a ball and hit off the wall. I watched him do that, you know, for hours. So we've definitely got some uh, people moving up. Well, what other, um, anybody jump out at you on the scene? Any any people that uh, you thought, wow, where'd they come from? I know last year, a lot of people was like, huh, Sarah who? Sarah what? And one of them, I think a lot of people were new, um, Ty McGuffin. Mm-hmm. You know, who ended up playing in the gold medal open match. I think he was new to a lot of people. You know, he comes from the Pacific Northwest, so he'd been around a little bit. A lot of, you know, the people from the Pacific Northwest knew him. But I think there was a lot of chatter there that, you know, a lot of people had not heard of Ty. And mm-hmm. obviously he put on a great performance there against Marson in the men's open singles. And then another one for me, you know, and I've been around a while, six or seven years. I tend to know a lot of the names. But I feel, and, and I might get this wrong, Melissa can correct me. I think it's D. Ahern. Uh huh. Yep. Is that correct? Is that Diana? She had a phenomenal tournament. I felt like she medaled in several of the events that she was participating in and just really had a great tournament. And I heard a lot of folks talking about her. So those are the yeah. two people that were, you know, kind of new for me that I felt had some success and might have been new to other folks as well. Sounds good. It's always nice when you when you get those breakout players and uh, and you can you know turn some heads and people are like, huh, who, what, who is that again? And we are certainly looking forward to Nationals Nine. Not yet though, not yet, Melissa. You'll have plenty of uh, plenty of, of recovery time uh, before, but uh, you, it is coming up on November the fourth through the twelfth. And any uh, any tweaks or changes uh, on the the USAPA side, Christine, or is everything going to pretty much uh, get locked in and uh, and be a repeat of this year? I'm not prepared to disclose any of that information yet. <laughs> we're gonna, we're already starting to meet this week, and uh, you'll find out what's in store. All right, well, we'll look forward to it. And Mark, I know that we can look forward to seeing such great video from you, and uh, it really is a benefit to so many people around the country and around the world. The video that you take, and then uh, you know you you put your narration to it, and you you edit it down to to show the the highlights and everything so always looking forward to that yeah well you know what i've i've learned my lesson from past trips where um now i go and i just set up a camera and walk away and i know that i'm gonna have tons of good footage i came away with dozens of hours of footage um so people can look forward to videos more than enough to to go from now until uh till next year for sure yeah well, that's a big job too having to wade through all that footage so we really do appreciate it and make sure you don't miss out on any of those videos or any of the great things that mark is up to subscribe to his email list you can go to third shots sports.com and see what Mark is up to. He does private coaching as well in clinics around not just Canada, but around North America too. So your club can have Mark right there teaching a clinic. Boy, I can tell you from Pickleball Summit in Indianapolis, he is an awesome teacher. I have been using the thing that you talked about, and I won't reveal it, Mark, because I know it's your bread and butter, but the thing where you <laughs> where you split the tea, when the, the time that you know where you're supposed to go and split that tea, that has been working like magic for me. I'm glad to hear it, Chris. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Chris, I got one other thing for you because these were like little sidebar conversations and maybe this might be uh, you know, something that some of the vendors might want to grab onto for the future. Yeah. So, and this was around some of the 5-0 players who you know, are just getting to be 5-0, you know, nowhere near a pro type status. And so they started talking about different t-shirts that they might have made up when uh, they're attending the nationals. And one of them was like, you know, making a goal to be best of the five O's. Um, <laughs> I 
I saw there was, here's another one upset special. Yeah. Um, and then probably my favorite, my March toward the gauntlet. So, <laughs> uh, so anyhow, some real good sense of humor out there um, for assured ideas for the future of people who are just making their way through uh, what it takes to ever get to a medal round in the age and open events. That's great. Well, I was going to say that the fashion was amazing. Like on our Instagram feed, the Third Shot Sports Instagram feed, you know, we put lots of sort of videos of players playing and different technical sides of things. But I saw such awesome clothes out there that some of the players were wearing, whether it was socks, long pants or hats. It was great. And um, so we did a little tribute to that. So anyone who's interested in seeing what some of the fashion at at least this year's nationals, um, they can check it out on our Instagram page. Yeah, we'll link to it. It's Instagram.com slash Third Shot Sports. And you can get to it as well at Mark's primary website, thirdshotsports.com. And again, don't forget, if you've got a pickleball tournament coming up, you need to have pickleballtournaments.com in your corner. Have millions of matches. You, have you, you should be like McDonald's where you could have... You You've probably, have you run the numbers, Melissa? You've probably done over a million matches, do you think? Oh, sure. Well over a million matches. Uh, when you think about the history of pickleballtournaments.com, we could definitely make a an arch over RP and put, you know, one billion matches and yeah, counting. over a million pickleballs served. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That'd be great. And you can find out all that information at pickleballtournaments.com. And Christine Barksdale, Director of Competition for the USAPA. I know that she would love you to be a USAPA member, which you can do by going to usapa.org. Christine, Mark, Melissa, thank you all. We look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Great job. And I'd like to thank you for joining us today as well. Hey, have you gotten your copy of the top 10 tips from Pickleball's three greatest coaches? Coach Mo, Deb Harrison, Prame Carnot, all together in one quick study guide that will definitely take your game to the next level. It's totally free. You don't need a credit card. All you need is an email address. Head over to freepbxclub.com and we'll send it to you right away. That's freepbxclub.com. You can email us anytime also. Mail at pickleballshow.com. We'd love to hear from you. Question, comment, whatever you got. Also, head over to iTunes. Hit that subscribe button. You'll never miss an episode. And if you feel it's appropriate, please leave us a five-star review. That helps boost us up in the rankings and make makes it a lot easier for people to find the show. I'm Chris Allen. This is the Pickleball Show. And until next week, keep them low. The Pickleball Show is brought to you by PBX Club. PBX stands for Pickleball Excellence. Join today and get the latest pickleball tips and strategies, news and opinion. Save money on paddles and other equipment with coupon codes to online pickleball retailers. Get travel discounts to tournaments and a whole lot more. How much does it cost to become a PBX Club member? Well, it's free. Just go to freepbxclub.com. That's freepbxclub.com. There's even a link in the show notes for this episode. FreePBXClub.com. PBX Pickleball Excellence. Join the club. It's free.